Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Our last study dealt with a critical question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? The question was asked by a young expert on biblical law. He wasn't sincerely seeking the answer. Rather, he was testing Jesus. Today on Drawing Near, we look at the rest of Jesus' conversation with this man. Please take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 10 as we study, Who is My Neighbor? And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you that you are a God of answers. You seek to make yourself known and your will known. And as we seek and draw near to you, you draw near to us. You have placed within the believer the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher and counselor. You have given us your holy word, which is full of not only instructions, but answers. Now, Father, guide us as we seek to understand this passage. Help us to grow in the fullness of our understanding and to become more like Jesus. Help us to do all this for your glory and out of love and gratitude to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study today by reading Jesus' response to this man's question. In Luke chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? So initially this young man wanted to test Jesus, and so he asked him, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, rather than giving him an answer, asked him a question. What does the law say? And the young lawyer responded, Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, You have answered well. And so the young man desired to justify himself because in trying to test Jesus, Jesus had actually put him to the test. And so he asked Jesus the further question, Who is my neighbor? And now Jesus, in the passage that we've read today, gives this answer. And so what he does is, in giving this answer, he just tells a story. And the story is of a certain man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And while traveling, obviously he was traveling alone, thieves came out of the hillside, out of the surrounding area, and attacked him. They stripped him of his clothing, they beat him or wounded him, and they departed. 
and they left him half dead, which gives you an indication that the man was helpless, that the man had been beaten, that he was naked or close to it, and impoverished. And so in verse 31, Jesus continues and says, There was a certain priest who came down the road, and he saw the man. Now notice, he saw him, but rather than offering any aid, he passed by on the other side of the road. In other words, he didn't even go near the man. He passed by on the other side. Also a Levite, a person of the priestly tribe of Israel, a religious man. The priest was religious, the Levite is religious. When he arrived at the place, he came and looked. It seems that he made an inspection. But then he crossed back over to the other side of the road and went along. Neither one of these individuals offered any help whatsoever. But in verse 33, there's an interesting twist. We're told that a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. Now, Samaritans and Jews did not get along. Jews did not like Samaritans, and therefore Samaritans, having been mistreated by Jews all of their lives, did not like Jewish people. And he came where this man was. Now, the assumption is twofold. The person who was hurt was Jewish, and the priest didn't help, and the Levite didn't help. The person who was helped was Jewish, and this Samaritan, an enemy of the Jews, or at the very least one who was at odds with the Jews, he came and saw. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Isn't that an amazing thing? An individual who the Jews didn't like, who they didn't hold in high regard, he came and saw and he had compassion. The priest had not had compassion on his own countrymen nor the Levite. But this Samaritan, this enemy, this stranger, he had compassion. And we're told what that compassion looked like. In verse 34, he went to him. He bandaged his wounds. He poured oil and wine on them. He provided soothing comfort and medicinal care. Then he lifted him up and set him on his own animal. Now this Samaritan's going to walk, and he's going to allow this wounded Jewish individual to ride on his animal. And he brought him and took him to an inn. And there he took care of him. He didn't just deposit him. At the inn, he continued to care for him. He seems to do that all that day, because in verse 35, we're told, on the next day, when he departed, he left the next day, he took out money, two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper. And he told him, take care of him. He entrusted this man to the innkeeper's care. He was continuing to look after him. He was paying the innkeeper for the lodging and for this care. And he said, whatever more you spend in taking care of him, when I come again, I will repay you. What an amazing thing. What care. He didn't just call the authorities. He didn't just deposit him at a care facility or or just bandage his wounds and, and then leave him there. He cared for him the entire way. He cared for him the way one cares for someone that they love. That's the point, isn't it? So Jesus says in verse 36, So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? Now the answer is really, really obvious, right? The priest wasn't a neighbor. The Levite wasn't a neighbor. The Samaritan was. But notice that the rich young ruler doesn't even say the Samaritan was, But verse 37, we read, and he said, he who showed mercy on him. It wasn't grace. 
He says mercy, giving him what he doesn't deserve. That's what mercy is. Evidently, in the minds of these religious leaders, he got what he deserved. Evidently, in their minds, that because he was beaten, he had done something deserving of that beating. He deserved whatever was coming to him. That seems to be the justification of this man and the justification of the priest and the Levite. We don't know that for certain, but that word mercy is unique here. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. You go and be merciful. You go and love. Because they'd already agreed to inherit eternal life. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus tells him, go and do likewise. What a marvelous lesson for us. We certainly need to understand this. We are expected in loving our neighbor as ourselves, in being like Jesus, to do this kind of thing for other people, to have this kind of compassion and love and mercy. This is what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. We don't think about that very much, do we? We don't think about what loving our neighbor as ourself looks like in God's eyes. And yet that's the one who decides whether or not we have done so. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, your compassion and caring for us in sending Jesus to die on the cross to meet our needs. He was wounded for our transgressions. Father, it's by his wounding that we are healed. He is our spiritual medicine, our spiritual cure. He's our hope. Thank you for such mercy and help us to show such mercy on those around us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.